Union. Welcome to Good Money Moves, featuring Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning. Welcome to Good Money Moves here on News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. I'm Andy Brownell. Joined by Jenna Tobble with First Alliance Credit Union. Good morning, Jenna. Good morning. Last week, we talked all about scams and good money moves and how to avoid being the victim of a scam. Yeah. There was a really elaborate one in the news this week that the person got contacted by email but called a person who claimed to be, I think it was Amazon, and then also put in a person who claimed to be from their bank. Yeah. Quite a few actors involved. Thankfully, the person was able to get suspicious before any real harm was done. So I was. So if you haven't listened to that show, go back to the podcast and listen again. Good information. Absolutely. What are we going to talk about this week? Yeah. So, well, Friday, February 12th, officially kicked off tax season this year, right? So we're going to talk about some important things about taxes that everybody should know. Some basic information. Okay. Um, so we've talked about taxes in previous episodes a little bit, specifically around how to use your tax return um, back in episode 31. Um, and then we talked about what to do if you owe money to the IRS in episode 32. So we have talked about a little bit about taxes before, but this is a little bit different angle, right? So today we're going to be focusing more on um, why you have to file taxes in the first place. Um, some of the common documents that you might be asked to provide. Um, and then we're going to talk about some of the, the common deductions and credits that you can maybe um, take advantage of, as well as some tips to help you be better prepared when you are ready to file. Um, But I do want to caveat up front before we get too deep into this. I am not a tax professional. (laughs) I am not. (laughs) So the information that we're going to be sharing today is really just just intended to be that information. It's not advice um, about how to do your taxes. Um, If you need, if you have questions about your personal tax situation, definitely reach out to a professional tax provider. All right. Perfect time for this topic. Mm -hmm. So I guess maybe just jump right into it. Why do we have to file taxes? Yeah. So it all starts with your employer, right? So when you begin working for a company, they have you complete a W-4 form, right? And the information that you enter on this form determines how much taxes is going to be withheld from your pay based on if you claim things like dependents or head of household status, um, right? So the the decisions that you make when you set up your payroll withholdings by completing this form are either going to end up in a situation where you're underpaying your taxes, meaning that you'll have to pay up after you file, or overpaying your taxes, meaning you get a refund after filing. And this is because your payroll withholding isn't exactly right based on your full financial situation. It's only looking at one income, one aspect of your financial situation. I wonder if that's ever happened to somebody that they're withholding perfectly matched. What the end end it. <laughs> I mean, maybe if you if you are really good about knowing how the tax no, I, it work. would have to, it would it would have to be a fluke if it happened. Yeah, I doubt it. I, I doubt it. If anybody does, I would love to hear from them. <laughs> they can come on the show and talk about how they manage that. <laughs> um, 
So really, um, the reason you're required to file a tax return every year is to come up with that final tally of your complete taxable situation. So the tax return filing process really just determines whether you owe additional taxes beyond what you've already paid or if you are owed a refund of the taxes that have been withheld, right? So you might be able to reduce the taxes you owe and get a refund of taxes if you've already paid by taking deductions and credits based on the current tax codes at the time, which are always changing, right? Um, Or you might have additional income during the year that you're legally kind of required to report that no taxes have been withheld at that point, right? So this can also kind of result in you owing money to the IRS after you've filed. So um, all that to say, filing taxes is just kind of this reconciliation process with the IRS to tell the federal government how much income you've had from all the sources that you've earned over the year and what deductions or credits you're claiming you qualify for the year. And then the IRS kind of determines your total tax bill off of all of that information and tells you how much you either underpaid or overpaid for the year. You make it sound so simple. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. How come every time I do my return, it doesn't feel simple at all? Um, What types of information do people generally need to have when it's the time to put your tax return together. Yeah, so um, whether you're going to hire a professional to file your taxes for you or you do it yourself through something like TurboTax or Tax Act, um, there are kind of two key sets of, well, three key sets of information, really, um, information and documents that you need in order to file your your tax returns, right? So the first one is your personal information. So that would be your social security numbers for yourself, your spouse, and any dependents that you're going to be claiming. And it's important to note that dependents can include children, which is kind of the first group you think of, but it can also, in some instances, also include elderly parents or others within your home in some cases. Um, And then, of course, you also want to have your last year's taxes of both your federal and your state returns. Um, While this isn't exact strictly necessary to have it is really good um refresher of what you filed last year and the documents you used and the deductions and credits you qualified for because unless you've had a a life event happen you're likely going to be following that same pattern this year um, so the second kind of grouping of information that you're going to need is obviously going to be your income information, right? So that means gathering up all the documents that confirm the money that you've received during the previous year. So W-2s. W-2s. Yep. The most common one that um, you're going to get that comes from your employer. Um, and they have to, <clears throat> excuse me, they have to issue your W-2 by January 31st. So if you haven't received yours yet, um, you might want to reach out to your human resources department or your or your manager to find out where that is or how to access it. Sometimes they don't mail them. Sometimes they're electronic now. So good. it's good to know how to access that. Um, then the the next one, and this one gets um, kind of complex. There's actually tons and tons of different versions of this form, and that's the 1099. Um, and there are multiple types of 1099 forms. So in some cases, you might have more than one, that depending on what your financial situation looks like. So, for example, Form 1099 Miscellaneous, or MISC, is what you'll typically have for contract work. 
um, if you're paid via a third party, such as business that you've done through PayPal or Amazon, you're probably going to get a Form 1099-K. Um, and then you have investment earnings that show up on a 1099-INT for interest or a 1099-DIV for dividends or a 1099-B for brokered handle transactions. Like there's, there's a plethora <laughs> of 1099 forms. So you may end up with multiple 1099 forms depending on what your financial situation looks like. And they're the ones who will get you because there's no withholding on those. And generally there isn't. Correct. Yep. Yep. So if, if you are relying solely on those 1099 forms for income, you're probably going to end up paying in if you haven't um, somehow set aside that money or paid in previously in the year. But you would probably be aware of that. So, um, But I also think it's really important to note here that if you've uh, received unemployment benefits... And this is big because there's a lot of people right now that are receiving those. That is considered taxable income. Um, If you elected to have your taxes deducted from your benefits up front, you probably won't have to pay in. However, if you elected to defer those taxes to receive a larger benefit up front, be prepared to have to pay those taxes in when you file this year. And this applies both for standard unemployment benefits and the expanded benefits that that extra $600, or I think is a week that's coming in that were available during 2020. Right, for the, right? Col- for the COVID business, yes. Yeah, it's both, of, it's both standard and the expanded. So if you received unemployment insurance this year, well, not, or this last year, 2020, um, you'll receive a Form 1099-G which shows how much you've received from unemployment benefits, and it will also show you how much you've elected to withhold for taxes. So it'll, you'll, you'll have a pretty clear understanding of where your tax situation is on that form. Um, and then kind of the third and final set of financial information that your taxes are going to require of you is typically comes from your bank or other financial statements. Um, like if you made contributions to an IRA, you're going to need to have form 5498. If you're paying down student loan debt, um, you're going to need form 1098E. If you take out a home mortgage, you'll probably need to have form 1098 mortgage interest statement. So obviously (laughs) I should have been taking notes. Yes. Yeah. So there's (laughs) just all these different forms and it can feel really confusing, but... I, I, earlier, I said it, you made it sound so simple. I take yeah. that all back. Now I just made it more complex. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're talking about filing your taxes, your tax return, and uh, it's on Good Money Moves. We'll continue with Jenna Tobel with First Alliance Credit Union in a moment on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobel from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We're talking Good Money Moves with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobel from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96. Welcome back to Good Money Moves. Andy Brownell along with Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Tax returns, the topic this week. And Jenna, when we were talking about all the forms and the different things, you you kind of mentioned deductions and tax credits or credits a couple times. Yeah. Can we talk about 
what those are exactly and what common ones people will typically qualify for? Yeah, so I would say qualifying for deductions and credits is probably the most satisfying part of the whole tax return process, um, usually because it means you're getting more money put back in your pocket or less money that you owe overall. So That's, that's why we have kids. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's the only reason. <laughs> Um, but the, so deductions and credits are two different things and they do affect your taxes a little bit differently. So it's important that people kind of understand what the differences are here. So tax credits directly reduce the amount of taxes you owe, giving you a dollar for dollar reduction to your total tax liability. So for example, a tax credit valued at $1,000 lowers your tax bill by the corresponding $1,000. Sounds great. Yeah. Um, The most common types of tax credits that people encounter is probably the earned income tax credit or the EITC. Um, And this is typically the most substantial one that that you'll qualify for. So a little fun fact, this uh, tax credit was actually established back in 1975 to partly to help offset the burden of social security taxes and then also to provide an incentive to work. Um, So this credit is determined by income and is phased in according to your filing status. So single, married, filing jointly, excuse me, filing jointly, get those words out, or either of those in combination with whether or not you have children. So um, and the eligibility and the amount of the credit is all based on your adjusted gross income, which is, you know, an earned income and investment income. Um, then there are some educational expenses um, that qualify for tax credits that, that people commonly see. Um, and one of the big ones is the American Opportunity Tax Credit. And it is intended to help families pay the cost of four-year the first four years of higher education. And depending on your income, the credit drops as income increases. Um, so you may receive up to about $2,500 of the cost of qualified tuition and course materials paid during that taxable year. And then the second one that is kind of an educational-based tax credit that's really common is the lifetime learning credit, which this also is was established to help offset the cost of post-secondary education. Um, and it differs a little bit than that first one I talked about, the American Opportunity Tax Credit, in that it's actually available for any years of post-secondary education, not just the first four. So that would help you if you're kind of continuing beyond that, that four-year degree. And the state of Minnesota has its own set of um, deductions Correct. that can be used before um, mm-hmm. College to buy school supplies. Yes, yeah. I mean, there's so keep track of all that for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, every state is has different tax codes and federal, and I mean, it gets really messy. Today, we're just kind of covering some of the basics to give sure. people a little bit better knowledge about what's out there and what to expect when you're filing. Because any amount of information you have going into something, the more confident you can feel that you're doing it right <laughs> and that you understand what's happening with your money. Um, so the, the last kind of tax credit that I wanted to talk about here quickly is also a very common one, and that is the child and dependent care tax credit. Um, so generally it's about a 20 to 35% credit up to $3,000 of daycare, 
um, and similar costs for kids under 13. So if you're paying for daycare to send your kid there, you know. (laughs) That's why you get that receipt. Yep. Yep. Um, And you can also qualify for costs associated with caring for an incapacitated spouse or parent or other dependents so that you can work. So there's obviously different, you know, scenarios in which that would kick in. So this is one of those scenarios where if you're not quite sure if you qualify, talk to a tax professional and they can help you understand that better. Um, So, I mean, that's kind of in general the Tax credits. So now let's look at the tax deductions, right? They're nice, but not quite as nice. Yeah. So tax deductions reduce how much of your income is subject to taxes, right? So they they lower your taxable income by the percentage of your highest of of your highest federal income tax bracket. So if you fall into the twenty two percent tax bracket, a thousand dollar deduction saves you twenty. Two hundred and twenty dollars, right? That's quite a bit. Yeah, it's better than nothing, right? <laughs> Take what you can get. <laughs> um, so, some of the more common tax deductions that people encounter are the student loan interest deduction, which lets you deduct um, based on the interest that you've paid towards student loans. Um, same thing with mortgage loan interest paid. It deducts based on the interest you paid towards your mortgage. Um, a really big one that that you hear talked about a lot is that charitable contributions donations. Um, you may be able to kind of subtract the value of those charitable gifts, whether they're cash property from your taxable income. Um, and then there's a lot of actual, actually uh, tax deductions that are intended to help those who are self-employed. Um, that, you know, they... They're for like freelancers, self-contractors, that there's all kinds of them out there. Um, So those are ones that you want, if you're self-employed, that you want to look for as well. Keep keep really good records. Yes. That's for sure. If you want to use any of these deductions, have it well documented. That's for sure. Exactly. All right. We're talking about tax returns on Good Money Moves, and we'll be back right after this quick break with Jenna Tobel from First Alliance Credit Union on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobel from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good Money Moves on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and Jenna Tobel from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back to Good Money Moves. Andy Brownell with Jenna Tobble with First Alliance Credit Union here on News Talk 1340, KROC AM at 96.9 FM. It's funny, Jenna, when you're going through that list of credits and deductions, I almost wanted to start crying because <laughs> now that the kids have all flown the coop and their college days are behind them, uh, there's not a lot of deductions left for us. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <It's>, no. <laughs> Yeah, you kind of get you after 18 years, 20 years, you kind of get used to having some of that coming into you every year. <laughs> yeah, and you did the taxes and you, you just dread it. You go, oh, that's right. I qualify for this. Oh, and now it's, oh, goodness, here we go. Yeah. Get ready to write a check. Right. Got to change our withholding tables, obviously. Yeah, start setting some money aside every year for just in case you have to pay in out <laughs> but it does, more I'll, than you expected. It has made my tax filing a lot simpler. I'll tell you that. True. Nowhere near as many forms and documents, but uh, yeah, 
Yeah, a lot of good information there, especially uh, a lot of people aren't aware of those education credits and, uh, and deductions. Yeah. Very, very important Absolutely. to take advantage of them while you can. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that we can do to be better prepared when we finally sit down to file the tax return? Yeah, so there's definitely a few things you can do to start feeling more prepared when you file for your taxes this year. So first would be to decide right away if you want to use a tax service or if you're going to file on your own. And if you do decide that a tax service is the way to go, make sure that you get your appointment set up um, with that chosen preparer as soon as possible. Um, This is obviously a very busy time of year (laughs) for tax professionals. Um, You do not want to miss that filing deadline of April 15th because you couldn't get in an appointment to get your taxes taken care of. I imagine, Um, too, that getting an appointment might be a little more difficult this year because they'll probably have to spread things out a little bit. Yeah, or you may not be able to meet with them face-to-face. You might have to arrange for different ways to get them the information they need, you know. So just be prepared to to have to kind of work around some of that um, if you do plan to use tax service, which I I highly recommend you do. It's a great way to make sure that everything, all the I's are dotted and T's are crossed. But you just have to make sure that you're on top of it and not waiting till the last minute to get an appointment because you could end up uh, kind of in in a bad spot if you're waiting too long. Um, so the second thing I would I would recommend would be make sure that you have all your documents gathered before you sit down to file your return. Um, so the process is going to go much smoother and you're going to feel a lot less stressed if you're fully organized before you start. So <laughs> if you're not sure which forms you need or which ones you're still waiting on, it's, it doesn't hurt to do a little bit of research ahead of time about which deductions and credits you might qualify for. I mean, Google is your friend. There's lots of information out there um, and you can really kind of just making sure that you have the documents you need and then to be able to take advantage of all those. I've done the, you know, the, oh my gosh, where's that form thing? Yeah. Where is it? It was here. Where did it go? Yeah. So, I mean, one one way to kind of help get you prepared before you sit down is as those forms are coming into you, find that special folder, that special spot where you're going to keep all this stuff so you know where it is. You're not searching through different piles of mail on your counter. You're not, you know, just start getting organized now. Um, And it's just going to make it so much easier for you and less stressful in the long run. Good advice. Yeah. Oh, organizations keep those in life. I think. <laughs> um, so, third, I would the last thing I would say to make is make sure you have your banking account information and your routing number for your financial institution handy. Um, this this is so that when you get to the end of it, if you're if you're getting a refund, you can have it directly deposited into your account instead of having to wait yes. for a check to be mailed, which is not the safest way to to receive your refund or and some people choose to get it on like a, a prepaid debit card. Just if you have a banking account, just use that. It's the safest and quickest way to get your refund to you. Okay. So let's clear up confusion on that because I always I get asked this question. On your check Mm-hmm. Which of the two numbers at the bottom is the routing number and which one's the account number? Is it the first one or the second one? So the first one would be your routing number. That's telling um, who have, telling you where that money needs to go, which financial institution. And then it tells you the account number. Okay. It tells you which account, who's ever reading that check, right? So furthest to the left is the routing number and the next one over is your account number okay what if i don't have a check how do i find my routing number you uh 
most financial institutions have that listed on their website. If if they don't, you can usually just call the main line and just ask them for it. It's it's public information, so you can easily. It's not a secret. They'll okay. get it to you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Great good, question. good information. So <laughs> I feel like there's so much stuff out there that we kind of just touched upon. And there's got to be a ton of more information available. And let me guess, like go to your website at First Alliance Credit Union, I'll find out some additional information that might help me Yeah, absolutely. file my taxes in a... <laughs> better fashion and maybe not pay as much in maybe i'll find deductions i didn't even know about well i mean that would be great but i can't guarantee it no, no, no. but, <laughs> but might, yes yes it might point alliance. me in the give me well a flash of inspiration how's that a, yes that's a better way to put it <laughs> um yeah i would absolutely recommend that you visit firstalliancecu.com get subscribed to our blog we release new financial tips and advice every week we talk we talk about taxes and um just all kinds of tips out there um one really interesting thing that i want our members to know about if you're a member of the credit union already and you're listening today so all of our members get a fi- up to $15 discounted off of TurboTax tax filing products and you can access that those discounts through our resource center online so firstalliancecu.com/resource-center um it's super easy there's a link in there you just click on that and it takes you to our our special site where you can start saving a little bit of money before you even file very cool yeah um and then if you want more information about you know the we've talked about some of the past episodes where we talked about what to do with your refund or what to do if you have to pay in you can go back and listen to those um at firstlinescu.com slash podcast or on carocnews.com uh, you can also subscribe to Good Money Moves on Apple, Google, Spotify, and TuneIn podcasting services so you never miss an episode. And then I you know, I strongly encourage you to reach out to our advisors at First Alliance Credit Union. Um, while we can't exactly help you file your taxes, we can certainly help you get, um, you know, in, in a more organized, we can help you get you pointed in the right direction with what to do if you owe money or if you what to do if you have a large amount of money coming into you from returns. So uh, just reach out and talk to us. Ask us any questions you have. If we can't answer them, we can get you. We can yeah. find the person that can help you. Perfect. Tax filing season is upon us. Thank you, Jenna. Yeah. We'll talk to you next week, okay? Absolutely. With more Good Money Moves. Right here on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. From the News Talk 1340, KROC.